It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What is going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. It was a night of reunions in Jacksonville at TIAA Bankfield. We saw Carson Wentz and Nick Foles reunite in the middle of the field. Zach Ertz was there. Uh, Mike K was reuniting with some of his old friends in his in his old city. But before we get into the game, like, what, what was it? A weird feeling, like covering a a game from the other side. It was. I was driving on my way over here. I had one of, like you know when you drive somewhere that you've driven to a million times and you yeah. kind of forget you were driving, and then once you get the <laughs> and you just happen to show up at the place you were going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like kind of just like what happened. It was so bizarre. It was so surreal. But uh, I started on this beat almost a year ago. Uh, I got yeah, hired. That's true. I got hired in a year. Like we knew around this time you were coming. Right? Yeah, you and I were having our discussions. Obviously, or I, guess I think Elliot had like this was his last game. Right. And then you and I started talking like after that kind of. Right. Thing. So and we then, were in like Cleveland or something. Yeah, and then my I got hired the the night of or the day of the last preseason game for everybody. Yeah. And then uh, and we drove back and forth like four times from Jacksonville to, <laughs> to New Jersey. I got some frequent <laughs> driver miles. Anyway, um, no, it, it was it was cool. I miss it here, but for for the people, you know what I mean? Like I you know, I really enjoy covering the Eagles. This has been awesome. Uh, I wouldn't change this last year for the world, but it was, it did bring up some like feelings. It was a very cool moment. Yeah. So we can tie this back to the Jaguars because the guy you covered on the Jaguars is kind of like one of the, the bigger storylines for the Eagles tonight. But so what we're going to do, we're going to, for the preseason games, and if we like how this goes, we're going to do this in regular season two. We're going to go through six, eight, whatever, how many things we learned over the course of a game. Tonight we came up with six. And uh, I'll, I'll start with this one. It's Cody Kessler went down. Um, the Eagles lost another quarterback. You and I both said... Like it didn't make any sense that they didn't bring in any other quarterbacks, and that, that was obvious today. You know, Carson Wentz didn't play, even though he kind of teased everybody uh, before when he like showed up at practice, all <laughs> geared up and warming up. Maybe him and Nick Foles just wanted to play with everybody's all the fans' hearts or something like that. But he didn't play, and Cody Kessler, I believe, was on the was it on the first drive? Yeah, yeah, first drive. He. I believe it was actually his fault. Everybody was blaming Andre Dillard, but he got hit from the blind side. I think he was supposed to call out a blitzer, and he got just destroyed by Dayton Jones. It was a little UCLA on USC crime, and he left the game. Not immediately. They called timeout, um, and then he limped off, and it was pretty obvious that it was concussion-related. They eventually confirmed that. Didn't return, went through concussion protocol. We don't know what his status is. The moral of the story here is, number one, Clayton Carson just played four quarters, which probably shouldn't have happened, but we'll get into him probably next. And number two, they need to bring somebody in. Like, that's a fact. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was ludicrous they didn't bring in another arm. I thought they would just bring in an arm, you know, like a physical body. Yeah. Uh, attached to an yeah. arm. Um, Even if it's like a tackling dummy and you just put a jersey on it. Like. Yeah, I get, you know, I don't know, I don't think Luis Perez is getting another call a, a here. A tackling dummy with a jersey yeah, on it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, while I'm talking, if you could pull up the quarterbacks that are available, but man, <laughs> Landry I mean, Jones just signed with the XFL today. Insert, yeah. like, generic Madden name. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe Ma- they Matt- I mean, we said some of the names last year, but like Matt Castle, Mark Sanchez, Brock Osweiler, Brandon Whedon, Landry Jones just signed with the XFL. Yeah. Trevon Boykin is mentioned here. I think. He's oh no. Bad guy off the field. So, yeah. Uh, it's the the pickings are slim, but you just there's a, there's a guy with an arm somewhere that can move the ball ten yards down the field. Like, yeah. If you have a bottom of the roster guy that you G, know is not making. Bring G. J. Kinney back. <laughs> right. You, you know, if you have a bottom of the roster guy that that you think could appeal to another team who has four quarter, four or five quarterbacks, you, you do the Eli Harold, is what we'll call it, and you just swap <laughs> the bottom of the roster. Um, yeah, good point, actually. I'm thinking about Yeah, this is... Okay, I want to say something, I, you know, because I, I, I was quiet the most of the week, and you wrote a great column. There is absolutely no reason to play Carson Wentz during the preseason. And if this didn't prove it tonight, you, like, I don't know how what... Much, how much more evidence do you need? Yeah, yeah, like, at this point, it's, it's evident that playing a quarterback in the preseason is really not worth the thing. Let's go over the people that didn't pl- start tonight. Uh, Jason Peters... Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, uh, Brandon Alou. Brooks, Isaac Samalu, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. I mean, like, what <laughs> do you. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Yeah. Also, why play any of those guys in the pre. Like, I just. It doesn't make sense to me. But and, I mean, and this and like this. This is real football. Like this was like I get, everybody's like he needs to be in a life. He's played football his whole life. He doesn't need to be in a life situation. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play the entire. He played one game I feel during. Like I'm his, taking crazy pills. <laughs> I mean, it's it is bizarre, but it, you know, um, he played one preseason game his rookie year. He played no preseason games last year. Granted, the one year he exploded, he played all four. But but, but also his, his rookie year, he hurt his ribs in the first game, didn't play the rest of it. And then his first first game of the season, he led a scoring drive on the very first drive. Right. Like, so like, it, There's no like formula that says because you played four snaps in a preseason game, you're going to be fine. He can be rusty in the first half against the Redskins. There are executives that just sweat this entire preseason and are like, I just yeah, don't know just why we do this. It, yeah. um, you know... I was talking to somebody in a front office the other day, and they were like, I just hate this. Like, it was literally their response. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to change, the NFL's going to change something. They've like got to do something. Maybe even make it three games or something. Like, you got to. And like, there was no one here. Like, yeah, there was no like, one here. Like, what are you. What's, I, yeah, what, I don't I, get it. Like, it's not like you're selling tickets. I mean, I, that fourth preseason game doesn't even make sense. Also, the can fourth we, one especially. Can yeah. we talk about, like, the order of everything? Shouldn't the first preseason game be uh, the first two the preseason? The where you, where you just have the. I guess because right. the guys rested for the first week. Is sure, that, but know. like, what? Preseason stupid. Is it's the a dumb the thing. Story here. Anyway, Our, I, the, the Eagles are doing the right thing by not playing Carson Wentz because he could have easily been that quarterback on that first drive, uh, you know. And it happens. Um, Nate Sudfeld's going to be put in bubble wrap for a couple of a couple of weeks. Cody Kessler, in my opinion, did nothing to lose the job. He did not look good, but. If he can play next week after coming off the concussion, terrific. Let him play the entire game. If not, you need maybe even two camp. I, I don't know how you put Clayton Thorson out here for two whole games next week, especially against the Ravens, who have a very good defense and have really good depth. And if they're going to play their starters on defense, you're in trouble. Clayton, 
you're, you're going to bring them up in a second. It's it's a lot to ask. It, it's just a lot to ask. I know you want to get a full evaluation of him, but like that's a lot to ask. Well, so here, you you, you take the baton here about Clayton Force, and that's the second thing we learn is that he's not the worst, is what I wrote down. Uh, we don't even need a. He didn't have any like such aggressively bad throws that we even need to do. A, how did this get thrown segment tonight? I don't have a baton, but I have a mic right here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Clayton made some big boy throws today. He he was fearless as as an you know he he played like he knew he could get cut if he was bad, and so I think he kind of went with it. Uh, he led um, a few scoring drives. What was the final score? Twenty four. Twenty four to ten. Twenty four. Okay, so the Greg Ward pass. Especially. Yeah, so he so he led th- uh, four scoring drives. That's you know that's a good day. That's a good day at the office. Um, granted, it was against some guys that probably won't be on NFL teams next year, but you know he 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 played without fear, and I think that's all you can really ask. Plus, he was he was given a situation similar to Nate Sud or to Cody Kessler last week, where Cody kind of crumbled after coming in off the bench. Thorson had a really bad moment early on. They broke up a screen on, on the third down play that he came in for. But then he kind of reset and found a rhythm. And um, listen, he made some bad throws still. Yeah. There, there were some bad throws. But the takeaway is he he's not afraid to, to throw downfield. He trusts his teammates. And I think he showed some potential. You could kind of see why a team would have interest in him. Yeah, so... For if you're having a developmental quarterback, if you're using a roster spot on that, you want to see progress, and he showed progress. Right, so that's all you can ask. If, if, if we were certain he was going to get cut, get cut as of last week, I'm less certain this week. I'm still not sure where he stands on the roster. He still he wasn't good tonight. He was just better than he was last week, which is, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I can't think of one. Well, so, so here's what I would say, right? So we're writers, right? And, and you and I would constantly talk about writing habits. I think he took away some of the bad habits that he had. You know what I mean? Like, he he didn't – he's learning from mistakes, I think. and, and Which is a good sign. And he's feeling a rhythm, you know. He's he, he's got – he's getting a hold of, of, of his – of his workspace. And I think that that's something that's very difficult for a rookie quarterback, especially when you only get three or four reps at a time during practice, you don't get that rhythm. We saw it with Miles Sanders tonight, you know, you have to find a rhythm. These young guys need to feel confident. And I think Thorson gained some confidence tonight. All right. Thing we learned number three, uh, we need to talk that we can make this the Miles Sanders segment. I'm sure we both have some stuff to say about him. You want to start it off? Yeah, he was. He, he's so good, man. <laughs> he, he averaged six point two yards per carry, five carries for thirty one yards, and they were impressive. They were an impressive thirty one yards. Um, look, this guy's good. <laughs> he's really, really good, and he had a great blitz pickup up the middle on the touchdown score from Thorson to Greg Ward. I thought he okay. So the first run, Jordan Melotta had a great seal block at right tackle. That was a good run. I mean, but he ran. He he had a wide it was, open. It was a day. typical Sanders run. <laughs> backed up against his own. It was first and ten. Backed up against his own end zone, five yard line. Um, he did a subtle cut behind Andre Dillard to get into space. Broke two tackles and then took on a third defender as he picked up a few more yards. It was a 16-yard play. I mean, it's not going to be like a highlight on Sports Center, but that's—I mean, his vision and his subtleness as a runner. 
that's really impressive. It's something you've got to feel excited about. And Jordan Howard really hasn't stood out during training camp. He, I mean, he had a nice 10-yard run today, but, I mean, it's evident that Sanders is a home run hitter when in comparison to Howard, who's more of like the, you know, meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah, you know, I think the blitz pickup was like my biggest takeaway from him today. You know, last week he... He got docked maybe unfairly because there was like a play where two guys blitzed and he picked he picked up the right guy, Doug Peterson, like gave him a shout out. And then this week he had a, the blitz pick up on the Greg Ward touchdown where a linebacker, I forget which one, but a dude weighs like two hundred forty pounds. AJ Eads. Yeah, that guy. And uh and Miles picked him up and he gave Clinton Thorson just enough time to score a touchdown and if that was a thing that was keeping Miles from being the number one running back, like he's showing that he's getting a lot better at that. And you know, I asked him about that after the game, like and I find a very interesting like he he's really aware that like he knows what he has to do. He said he just needs to work on the technique. Like he knows that that's the thing that's a sticking point with him. And it's like self awareness. And he, he just seems like he really learns quickly. And he has natural talent. Like I, if you if you listen to our podcast from earlier in the off season, I was convinced Jordan Howard was going to be the guy for the first half of the season. If Jordan Howard is the guy by week four, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good like timestamp. I, I do think Jordan Howard will be an early down back. Yeah, I, I do think that that's week gonna one. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like you, I mean, you've got you've got to be able you know you're only giving him he's got what eight touches in the preseason yeah yeah yeah. so um i agree with you uh you and i are completely on the same page with that um what i find impressive about him is he's i remember when i interviewed him coming out of you know during uh, following his pro day and we did that q a with him he's so aware of what he needs to improve and he's gone about it the right way. People talked about him as a receiver. He's looked great as a receiver in, in practice. People have talked about him as a pass blocker. He's looked good in one-on-ones. Now he looks good in the preseason. And and his uh, ball carrying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ball security. Right, ball security. So he's... Um, he hasn't fumbled it yet, I don't believe. So. Well, you know, no, fumble it next week, you know. <laughs> I believe that's granite, but um, anyway, still, still works. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I think I think you, if you're the Eagles, you have to feel really, really good about what you have at running back, and and really theoretically, he is the number one pick for this year because ideally, you don't want to see Andre Dillard in a yeah. game. But I think what's interesting, and I didn't really think about it till just now, you look at their entire draft class of five guys. All five guys have had very clear, like, hey, I'm not sure about this, you know, aspects to their like game. Like smart guys, yeah. Right, right, right. Like Dillard, Dillard, the run, the running game. People didn't know if he could run block. He's looked great as a yeah. run blocker. Uh, Miles Sanders couldn't. You don't know about his pass blocking and his ball carry, uh, ball handling skills. Looking great there. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside isn't. People didn't think he was very fast or or a great route runner. Boom, he's doing that. Um, Sharif Miller had no pass rushing moves. Tonight he put a spin move, a looked play. like a veteran player. Several veteran players were praising him after the game. And then Thorson. And then Thorson was just bad on tape. So now he looks <laughs> kind of passable. So being not bad. But like, yeah. but I think that speaks to what Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas kind of high, set up. High to, IQ guys. Yeah. yeah, high IQ guys. Guys that are very aware and, and guys that want to work and get better. And I think there, that's a rarity not a rarity, but it's 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 a tough thing to find for a whole draft class. And you in you know, to go back to like the whole Jordan Howard thing, like you and I were talking about earlier, I think they the two of them, their skill sets like pair really well together. Mm-hmm. I think we just both and most of 
America, I guess, <laughs> thought that it would be like the reverse where Jordan Howard would be, you know, the ground and pound guy, and then you have Miles Sanders come in on third down or whatever. But now it's starting to feel like Miles Sanders is going to be the number one guy, and then you have, you know, their thunder and lightning type thing where Jordan Howard is a short yardage guy, which he's really good at. He's one of the best in the NFL at that. He gets a lot of flack from, I know there's some scouts who don't like love the way he plays, and he's a little slow of a runner, but he's a good pass protector, and he's good short yardage. So I just think that's a really good dynamic duo. And then you have Darren Sproles who can come in and be the pass catcher. And then Corey Clement, who we'll talk about a little bit later, if he's healthy. Like, he's a good, like as good of a fourth running back as you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fourth point, um, let's go back a little more negative since we've been so positive. Okay. What is the deal with Stefan Wisniewski? Like, like what? how much longer can they keep him at center? Like I was having he flashbacks. Two, he had two bad snaps today that I remembered. I, I was having flashbacks to 2015 when he was you, the center and Jack. some cold sweats and. I mean, it was it. I look, listen. He's a veteran, like. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, he hasn't snapped in like three. But like. But still. But <laughs> it's been bad, guys. Nate Herbig, who started playing center three weeks ago, had never snapped the ball up until three weeks ago. Was put in this game and didn't have a. It had one bad snap and it was high. Uh, Look, it's it's getting to be ridiculous. Like, you and I had talked about it off the record. Like, we didn't think it would be a big story until he actually did it in the game. Well, yeah. guess what? He did it twice in a game. Like, the fans got to see it now. Yeah, this is real. This is like a thing. And He's it's, not a lock to make the steam. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'd have him off my 53. Uh, I know you're putting out yours. No, no spoiler alerts. Well, but that's he, definitely he's one, of, he's one of my toughest decisions right now. Um, and the thing is, too, is, like, Matt Pryor didn't have a great game tonight. Um, on the bubble. But I would rather keep Matt Pryor over Stefan Wisniewski because but, I know because I know that Isaac Samala can play center. Yeah. And so that's interesting. So I, the, 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 re, the only reason why I still am leaning towards Wisniewski being on there, unless they can go out and get, like, a veteran guy, they don't have any veterans on besides Vitae. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that reserve unit, you have Dillard, you have Matt Pryor, you have Jordan Mailata. And then hypothetically, if one of the undrafted guys snuck onto the roster instead of one of those guys, like those are all you don't want to rely on those people. And but that's like we've talked about this in the past as jokingly with like Chance Warmack. Just because you have experience doesn't mean it's good experience. And I don't know if Stefan Wisniewski is a startable player anymore in this point in his career. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like it. At least he didn't play very well last year. That's why Sam Milo is the future at left guard now. Well, and the thing is too is when you have a guy at center, they have less. They have a lot more responsibility. They got to call the offense and do all that stuff. But as far as blocking goes, you're going to take on a lot of double teams. You have a lot less physical responsibility. I mean, mentally, you do have a ton of things to do, and you got to snap the football. But like, you can protect a guy sometimes at center. Sometimes you'll see guys get moved into center, and and you know, Brandon Linder's a guy who was a pretty good guard on he, the Jaguars. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, he played well. It's you know, at center. I mean. They, there are guys that you can protect there. They've got AJ Can who played right guard for them for the last five years. They're moving him to center because you know maybe that can protect them long term. So, look, I I wouldn't put Wisniewski in my fifty three if I had a fifty three right now. I one because I don't want his contract to become guaranteed because yeah. he's a vested veteran. They could always bring him back hypothetically. Right, you yeah. could bring him back. Like, nobody's going to pick up Stephen Wisniewski. Nobody wanted to pick him up when he was an unrestricted free agent. Right, yeah. and and the thing is, too, is like I think when you look at the way this team's structured, yeah, you have all the – there is a genuine concern about not having veteran depth, but Dillard's playing so well. Vitae played – 
Vitae can play left tackle, right guard, and right tackle at this Dua point. Pet has been getting raved. I haven't, I haven't, I don't pay attention enough to the O line to like confirm or deny that. But people that know yeah, football have said that he's been good. I'll have to rewatch yeah, the game. Gonna, I wasn't. I mean, thinking. he's a guy that he was the he got the biggest signing bonus, I believe. Yeah, he was one of the big like. It, so if anybody's gonna make it, it's probably him out of those like undrafted guys. Yeah, I mean, what you do need to factor in with that is if you get a huge signing bonus, you can factor in that money into the practice squad hmm. roster. So, it, again, but if they cut Wiz though, then you or prior. Yeah, I mean, I think if you cut Wiz, Suapeta is your backup left guard for yeah. sure. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no. Because I, I think Herbig's still kind of a work in progress. He's a guy that I think they're putting at center because they know he's a work he, in progress. As somebody described it the other day, he's like a big like swing and like he's swinging for the fences or he's striking out kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He'll yeah. get a pancake or he'll give up a sack. And he comes off as a guy who really is still learning how to how to control his like. I mean, he's a huge dude. Like control himself in space too. So what do you got for for the All fifth right. spot? I, I would... <laughs> we're, we've gone out of order, but yeah. So fifth thing we learned. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna name. There, there are four guys that really. Oh, we're playing a game. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not a game. It's still part. Can but, we call it a game? But then? you're gonna. You can talk about whichever guys you want. All right. Um. So Greg Ward, Deshaun Hall. Jordan Mailata and Josh Adams were all rel- relative standouts tonight, I felt like. Um, Mailata's probably the only one who's like a, close to a lock to make the yeah, 50 man roster. Yeah, I'd say close to a lock, but he's pretty much a lock. Um, you can talk about him. I'll just, I'll just talk about him real quick. Like, you know, we were a little more critical than it seemed like some people were last week. I, I think it was an inconsistent performance last week. Showed flashes. Today, tonight was, like, mostly a good performance. Yeah, he looked good. Um, and he just had, he's just, like, such a freakish athlete. If he can just figure out the football side of things, he's going to be really good. But um, Deshaun Hall is somebody in particular who stood out the last two weeks. Yeah, I think he's making this team. I think I think yeah. I think Schwartz really likes him. I mean, Joe Osman going out for the year almost like sealed it for him. Yeah. Did, I, did Eli Harold really play tonight? Yeah, he had like a couple of snaps on fourth down. I saw him and I talked to him after the game. He's gained thirty pounds. Hey, yeah, he's gained thirty pounds. Thirty pounds since last year. Yeah, you know how like muscle. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he had two sacks tonight. Um, look. I think he's outplayed Josh Sweat. I think he's out. I mean, look, depending, I, you know, I think he's played outplayed Josh Sweat in the preseason, not in training camp, yeah. but in the preseason. I think he's definitely outplayed him. And when the game, when the lights go on, he plays well. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want. I mean, I, I do. Cur- I, I am curious. I mean, I think this team was expecting a lot out of Josh Sweat. I mean, you, look, sacks are like a. It's nice. I mean, he's getting some pressures, but like, Deshaun Hall's like. Balling out there, like he, he had a strip re- sack tonight. Yeah, he re- it's, it's the second one in as yeah, many weeks. And he had two sacks overall tonight. Yeah, yeah I mean he wrecked that kid. Uh, what is it, Leonard Webster or whatever? The the right tackle. Yeah, man, yeah. he worked. But also, him. that we should say that reserve offensive line group from the Jaguars. Was yeah, it was ghastly. bad. Yeah, Ben uh, Joanna, who actually I talked to at New Jersey listeners. He like I was talking to James O'Shaughnessy in the Jaguars locker room for a second. And he said, oh, man, you're, I saw you're in New Jersey, right? And Ben Ijoana, who used to play for the Jets, was like, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Well, I was like, oh, wow, well, okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you also got wrecked by Deshaun Hall <laughs> and Sharif Miller. So there you go. It's nice meeting you. Yeah. Um, and then you, let's talk about Greg Ward. Yeah. Because I think he's, like, a very interesting, interesting case study. So, like, last week he played most of the game but wasn't targeted once. Just disappeared. 
Um, and then didn't really have a great week of training camp practice. Yeah, I didn't notice him as much as I had throughout camp. Yeah, he was balling before. Now, like, he makes this catch, which Thorson put up for him. Probably should have been picked off, really. His body control was – I mean, it went through the DB, you know. He made a great catch, though. It was, it was, all, yeah. it was mostly Ward. Yeah, I, I was excited about the way he bobbed and weaved through there. Yeah. He, he showed really good vision. It seemed like he, you know – it was a great play by him. 30 – I think 38 yards. Um but then Mark and Michelle, who he's been competing with, eh, you didn't really notice him tonight. So, you know. And those two have been like, it's the stock up. Like, they've, I'm trying to think of the right, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm low on words right now. It's, it's late. Yeah, it's late. Um, but, you know, Michelle had that great week last week, and Ward kind of disappeared. And then, you know, in the spring, it was mostly Michelle and not Ward. And, and throughout training camp, it was mostly Ward and not Michelle. There's a will-they-won't thing yeah. that we cannot figure but out. I would say, but the, the advantage Ward has is, obviously, one, he's been in this system now three years, being in training camp slash the practice squad a little bit. Um, the AAF, I think, really helped him. He's a great athlete. Uh, and the fact, like, that, so he can be used as, like, an interesting weapon. Because he was a quarterback, they used him today. His throw didn't work. He acknowledged that he he wished he could have that one back. He's kind of their emergency quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. As I mean, if a game was tomorrow, he'd be their number two quarterback probably, which is a scary thought. But I still don't think they're going to keep six receivers. I don't either. But if they do, it seems like he's the favorite. So yeah, what I think is interesting is I, I think they're going to yeah I think they're only going to keep five. I mean, Matt Collins was out there today. Uh, bless his soul. Um, good for him, right? Good for him. It was his first game in almost 100 years, I think, by the way we all talk about it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, but uh, so not to get too far ahead yeah. of myself, I do. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to – because they can't. Like, look yeah. at all these injuries they got at quarterback. The like, yeah, because they're going to have at least spots taken Quarterback, up. tight end. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Um, but I think – if you can get that guy to the practice squad, he's probably going to play at some point this season. Uh, Greg Ward? Yeah, Greg Ward, Mark and Michelle, whoever wins that. I mean, you, yeah, you I could theoretically Michelle, get both of them. Yeah, they right? probably will, honestly. They'll at least start out that way, yeah. Right. And so, again, I think when you look at this roster, it's going to be difficult. But if they can get claimed off waivers or – listen, the Jaguars are a team that has a ter- like has really minimal depth at wide receiver. Maybe that, that's an interest to them. Josh Adams. Let's talk yeah. about Josh Adams. So he was a guy that we were pretty down for two people that were as high as anybody in the Philly media on Josh Adams, I think. Um, last week and the way he kind of played throughout training camp kind of soured us a little bit. I will say we have noted throughout camp that they've been targeting him a lot in practice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came to fruition tonight where he had probably his best play as a pass catcher in his career maybe. Like he had a really good catch. I think he went for 16 yards. 19. 19, sorry. Sorry. Uh, and then... So he, he was really bad in goal line situations last year, mm-hmm. which is like a weird thing for a big running back. And tonight he had a really good run on a, on the goal line, scored he a turned, touchdown. Yeah. So if, if you know if he can control his ball security and if he's becoming a halfway decent pass catcher and if he can be a goal line back, then all of a sudden you know Wendell Smallwood. It seems like every year he disappears in the preseason and makes the team. I don't remember anything he did tonight. Uh, he had three carries for yeah three. Like Josh Adams is clearly more talented than him. Like that's not even like debatable. So if Josh Adams can become you know he's such like a weird prospect because of his size and his skills like don't match in a lot of ways but if he can like do those things that he was considered bad at then he's creating value for himself even if it's not with the eagles and somewhere else yeah i agree with you so we talked about the rookies about how they have you know a certain aspect of their game that's questioned both the things that we've questioned everyone's questioned about josh adams is short yardage and receiving and like you said he kind of 
looked better as a receiver and a blocker than he did as a runner tonight. Or, or, or sorry, as a short yardage runner yeah. and a receiver. I mean, he. I think his numbers were terrible. Like, he, he had, like, I think five carries for, like, eight yards or something. Five carries for seven yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so oh, that, that's kind of funny because, like, we thought of the two plays that were, like, signature non-Adams usual. But I think that's one but of those. can combine it, yeah. But I think it's one of those ones that, like, this is a situation where the numbers don't kind of speak to the performance in a lot of ways. Like, if they're improving on stuff that they've been kind of awful at, because he was awful last year as a receiver and as a, as yeah, a short for sure. runner. I mean, like, that's encouraging. The, the ball security has to get fixed, obviously. Yeah. Well, he held on the ball yeah, five times for seven <laughs> yards. Um, yeah. So... What you got for topic right. number and then six? We'll, and then, yeah, we'll close out with the last one, and I'm calling it the mystery men. Because um, Mac Hollins, mm-hmm. who's been the mystery man, and then Corey Clement has kind of become one, because it's been like kind of weird with him. Yeah. Um, I know you want to talk about Corey, so go ahead. Pride of New Jersey. So um, Again, another guy you and I are both higher on, yeah, it seems like other people are. Yeah, you know, it's confusing, because like, when, when you look at the dynamic of this running back group you would think that Corey Clement fits in perfectly the problem is is he hasn't been I mean he's obviously hasn't been well we, we don't even really understand the knee injury like I know he's talked about it but like we don't know the specifics of it yeah. right and so he, he's practiced he's been in team drills but he's been running with like the third and the fourth string which was confusing group. to me especially if he's full go now unless they really are easing him back but it still has been weird yeah I mean you'd hope like, like why not put him behind the better offensive line yeah he's sure he's kind of in like the same situation as like Paul Worlow where it's like I mean yeah that in theory they're good enough to make the roster but they're not on they're the not field using them, yeah, yeah you're you know um, Puzlesny, or sorry, not Puzlesny, uh, Paul Worlow. You're in Jacksonville, I guess. Yeah, man, I'm having a flash. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Worlow and Clement to me, and then, you know, Mac at least got out there, I guess. But, like, you know. Tepid endorsement. It is weird. Like, it's so hard to evaluate guys when they're not out there. So, like, so, Cody, so it all depends on what they think of them. We don't know what they think of them. Right. If we did, then we'd probably write better columns and better, you know, I mean, whatever. But, it, like,. The thing is, Cody Kessler, you could put into a mystery man thing. We've only seen him throw like ten passes. Yeah, true. Only threw what five times, six times last week. Yeah, so he's he's thrown ten passes. So it's like <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I mean, so you know, you're looking at this situation where it's like, man, how do they evaluate some of these? Because there's a lot of injuries on this team, especially to guys that are proven. And it's one thing to be proven, but you also have to prove that you can come back from injury. You know, Rodney McLeod hasn't played in the preseason yet. Um, Darby. Darby, yeah. Look, there, there's, there's a lot of unknowns here. Like in theory, this is like the best depth team in the league. But it's theory, it, right? But now, in yeah. practice, I mean, like it's, it's not pretty. All right, I think that's a good note to wrap up on. Um, more quarterback questions going into this week. I'm sure there'll be some answers by the time we record our next pod, probably on Monday. Um, Make sure you guys leave us some comments, write us some reviews, send us some questions. We'll try and answer them on the next show. Uh, We're on all the podcast apps. And, you know, thanks for listening, guys. Deuces.